It's Susanna. Let me introduce myself. I live in New York City. I was born in Macedon, Greece. I was raised in New York uh, and I studied at the Fashion Institute of Technology. After spending many years there, I entered the glamorous world of fashion. Uh, I worked for Versace and Bergdorf's for many years where I got the chance to learn the best of the best from the best and uh, meet the most glamorous, the most amazing, iconic, inspiring people of the world. I derailed a little bit by creating my own collection, Susanna Galani's Jewelry, Age of Gods, and I had so much fun doing that. Um, I still do, by the way, but um, I'm getting back into my origins, my original state of mind, uh, uh, fashion-inspired, style-inspired. Uh, I believe uh, regarding to fashion, clothing and in general accessories as well and fashion has the power to transform your life you can be whoever you want with the power of style and clothing and here i'm quoting coco chanel by saying uh, uh, what she said uh, quote i did not like my life and i created my life end of quote so here i'm going to be sharing with you all the layers, all my experiences, all the lessons that I learned while living in this most gorgeous, glamorous city, New York. And um, some of my lessons include spirituality, the power of spirituality, the purpose of spirituality. Uh, I call them tools, actually, for an ideal lifestyle. So it's spirituality, art. I'm also an artist. Music, cinema culture, interiors, nutrition, everything. These are the layers that we all need uh, to have the most amazing ideal life. So stay tuned, stay with me and um, we will have some fun and great inspirations. So just remember, I love you and um, this is sponsored by Susanna Galani's Jewelry, Age of Gods. You can reach me at SusannaGalanis.com. Reminder, please listen until the end of the episode because usually I include a surprise or a bonus. Darlings, I'm back and I'm on a roll with this uh, podcast uh, because it's about Coco Chanel and uh, being a fashionista that I am and loving history and uh, interesting uh, people that uh, have shaped uh, our uh, fashion world and our world and uh, culture in general. I'm intrigued uh, to find out about... um, what made this person the person that she became what uh, pushed her what affected her life what circumstances um, created all those needs to do what she has done and uh, who helped her because she didn't do it on her own so How did she do it? 
this Coco Chanel. Uh, as we know, she was born into poverty, and I'm going to tell you more facts about uh, her birthplace and um, her circumstances as uh, a young girl in uh, the 19th century rural France. Who was she then? Uh, her family circumstances, and who did she eventually become? Uh, according to history, uh, in 40 years after her birth, she was a multimillionaire, a fashion mogul at her time. And um, it's interesting and it is also admirable. It takes someone, it takes a force to do it, regardless whether you have help or not. Uh, you have to also one you know the director of the company or the designer or the head in this case it was coco chanel uh, you have to be extremely strong extremely hard extremely tough extremely determined and you have to step on some uh, people or use them one way or another in order to do that because it just didn't happen um, just because Chanel was extremely talented, she became, but uh, she got the help, okay? So, who was she? Today, her Chanel Corporation remains the highest earning privately owned luxury goods manufacturer in the world. And this is what Chanel started and uh, she was the main influence uh, of course she had some uh, backers and some other influencers to support her and um, it was a combined effort uh, that's what i'm learning and uh, of course it makes complete sense because again one person cannot do it on their own so her taste chanel's uh, elegance and taste reflected uh, and changed and influenced what uh, ordinary women like us uh, eventually uh, are wearing like her little black dresses uh, which I do her flat shoes like the ballerinas the Chanel classic uh, uh, flats which I don't I don't wear flats unless they're flip-flops uh, Ugg boots or sneakers and then uh, her custom jewelry, which I don't accept pearls. There is a story about the pearls, uh, the Chanel pearls. Uh, uh, I found out today and it's a quite interesting story, which I will tell you about how she, she turned uh, this look and she made it and who influenced her. And also another look that she originated, the cardigan sweater, which I do, I do fashion. So yes, black dresses, sexy, fluid, gorgeous little black classic dresses. This is me. I would wear a chunky um, pearl choker or maybe some long layers as well, and which I haven't really, maybe once or twice. And uh, the black cardigan and uh, I would wear chunky heels not chanel although i do own a pair of black um black point no black and brown chanel boots and they have the classic toe in black with a double c they're very elegant very elegant i just remember that i have them 
and I have to wear them now that I'm doing the Chanel uh, uh, podcast. Um, uh, her clothes uh, embody her own era and uh, they were influenced by war, nationalism, social and cultural change. She was a trendsetter on her own and um, she changed how women uh, were dressing uh, at her time and uh, she liberated women and uh, she influenced uh, up to today, today's day, uh, she influenced uh, women and her style is timeless, timeless Chanel. So how did she do it? okay what was she like i found out some harsh things about her her personality okay i'm sure she had uh, some insecurities of her upbringing and how she was rejected by her family which i will tell you more about it uh, on the next segment i'm sure she was traumatized and she had a lot of issues however she made uh, lemonade out of lemon and then she threw in some vodka and she had a party uh, and that is called uh, her life her life was uh, glamorous and uh, she really was able to create uh, the chanel image and uh, her story and uh, the chanel influence and i have to give her uh, a lot of points for that so, my darlings, this is just the introduction. I will give you more details about um, facts about Chanel, her life, her lovers, her um, uh, childhood, and her um, later years. And overall, I will... Uh, tell you the whole Chanel story and I would like I would like I would let you uh, uh, make your own conclusions uh, of uh, how important was this woman uh, how relevant was this woman um, okay she was definitely um, a history maker that I would say okay I'll be back It is Sunday morning, my darlings, and I'm back with uh, the promised uh, Chanel uh, story. All the drama and all the heights and all the lows and all the darks and all the lights and all the blacks and all the whites and all the mysteries and all the excitement and all the inspiration and all the twists and turns and... Uh, the ins and outs and uh, the fashion do's and don'ts, the societal uh, do's and don'ts, uh, and uh, the major figure that uh, is um, labeled to be and is known to be one of the top influencers of the 20th century in the fashion industry and in general, in our culture, Coco Chanel. So. I tried uh, to record earlier um, segments uh, in the week, but uh, as I was uh, doing uh, research uh, about this interesting and compelling figure, I was getting a little bit um, down, a little bit, um, 
I would say depressed, sad because of her sad um, facets of her life. And then um, I was discouraged to do it because I didn't want to go there. Um, uh, as it is, uh, the times we're living, uh, the weather outside was nasty. <laughs> For lack of better words, cold and brutal and uh, New York City uh, these days in February, the end of February is dark and cold and frozen and uh, I would say filthy. There is trash all over the place uh, mixed in with snow which is piling up by the sideways uh, and it's um, dusted with uh, dark, uh, dark uh, kind of uh, dust uh, which is called uh, pollution and it just is staying there and it's just so ugly and it's just not the best place to be so it was one of these weeks for me and um, try to stay in most of the time uh, but um, I have to do this uh, I have to get out of this this is life and uh, this is something that we have to face uh, we have to face the cold and the brutality and uh, uh, the dark uh, faces and uh, it resonated with me uh, Chanel's story uh, it's something that uh, we have to accept and we have to endure and it we have to include in our um, uh, existence and our life and uh, we have to um, deal with that and, uh, and make it part of uh, our life embrace it and uh, not allow all this dark and uh, cold uh, and um, aesthetically unappealing uh, aspects of our existence uh, not to make that uh, as a focal point of our existence but to uh, integrate it with our uh, entire uh, being uh, uh, our whole life uh, with the beauty of our life and to not let us affect not make that a focal point and to just uh, create um, our life or uh, our brand as uh, Coco Chanel did uh, without really focusing on uh, the darkness and, uh, and the ugliness of uh, life uh, and this is uh, going to be the lesson of this podcast as well uh, and I'm uh, bringing in uh, our current situation and I'm also using Chanel's um, example and how she managed to twist and turn and to navigate and to create her life and uh, at the end uh, she left behind uh, uh, any an intense and uh, very inspiring um, and very uh, magnificent uh, um, legacy and uh, no one can take that away from her and she did it having all these different challenges as we do today and I feel that uh, um, she's there for us, all the fashionistas that we are struggling in uh, dark and cold and frozen, <laughs> frozen and uh, uh, 
disgusting New York City these days. Uh, we are struggling and she's here as an angel to give us uh, a fashion influence and a fashion inspiration, uh, a cultural and uh, also um, a spiritual inspiration to get out of this uh, and create our own uh, brand uh, of existence uh, with logos, with uh, excitement, with uh, stardust, with uh, celebrity, with uh, glamour. In my, all this combination is going to be part of our new creative process inspired by Chanel. Are you following me? I hope I'm not twisting and turning things too much. So having all these uh, beautiful inspirations uh, and uh, us right now creating um, our own uh, Chanel empire, uh, okay? Whether it is uh, a fashion empire, whether, whether it is uh, our life, uh, our um, existence, our legacy, uh, however large or small it may be, but we all matter and uh, we all um, are here in this world. Uh, we were born to, to, to create an impact, to create an inspiration, to create uh, a fashion uh, statement or, 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 or a statement that other people uh, can look upon us, our existence, our challenges, and get some inspiration as we are going to get some inspiration from Coco, uh, Coco Chanel. Uh, and um, it hasn't been easy, her life, but uh, whose life is easy anyway? We wouldn't want it to be easy. And uh, we would like challenges. Uh, this is why we were created to, to, to have all these challenges because we asked our creator to, to, have, um, to have a little bit of difficulty here and there because otherwise life is not interesting, okay? So we like to overcome. Uh, it's like a chess game or uh, uh, we have an opponent, we have uh, the moves, we have the different strategies, we have the different uh, ways of dealing and at the end we win. And that's the whole idea. At the end, uh, we become a Coco Chanel uh, um, for eternity, okay? Uh, we become our own versions of Coco Chanel. So yes, it is, uh, after all, a very inspiring story. And uh, I can't wait to, 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 to share it with you. Uh, and um, I can't wait to, to, at the end, to draw some conclusions and uh, some uh, inspiration and uh, navigate uh, our times uh, using Coco Chanel's uh, creative process. I'll be right back, darlings. I'm just having my coffee and uh, I'll be back uh, with um, the beginning years, the early years of Coco Chanel. Correction, my darlings. Uh, do you recall the story in the previous segment when I was telling you about uh, the story with lemons and how uh, Coco Chanel took the lemons and she made lemonade and she added the vodka and blah, blah, blah. And she had a blast with her famous friends and she had a beautiful life. Well, she was not drinking vodka, okay, with those uh, lemons and the lemonade. She was drinking champagne. 
she was a champagne drinker okay so but she definitely had a blast and um yes she had uh, she had a beautiful life so i'm going to tell you all about it obviously but i just wanted to correct it and i thought it was appropriate to enter it here uh insert the correction uh, and uh, i have to apologize uh excuse me mademoiselle chanel So here we go with uh, Coco Chanel's life. Uh, she was born uh, in the countryside uh, in uh, France uh, and the name was Gabrielle initially. Uh, Coco was to be her nickname that was given later in her life and uh, there is a story about that. Um, so to begin with, uh, Coco Chanel said, and I'm quoting, uh, I'm not a heroine, uh, but I have chosen the person I wanted to be. So she created her life, she created different stories, different faces of her life and some of them they were not true but uh, it was all part of the label of the image of the persona that she wanted the world to see and um, she uh, somehow managed to do this although uh, nothing was hidden underneath it all, all the pain and all the suffering was written all over her face and she, she led, a, she lived a very I would say complicated life uh, uh, with extreme heights and extreme pain and um, it's fascinating to see how she managed and she navigated the whole uh, uh, life and uh, she lived to be 87 years of age so she had a long life. So overall uh, she's known uh, as one of the world's top if not the number one uh, French fashion designer and businesswoman uh, and she founded the Chanel fashion house and brand okay so she's known uh, in um, the field uh, that uh, she created designs uh, that were fashion fashionable uh, extreme um, as far as uh, innovative and uh, culture and um, fashion changing uh, styles and um, I don't know if she created the looks and the looks themselves created the change or she was part of the change that uh, society was uh, going through with uh, getting out of um, a more structured uh, silhouette with corsets and uh, very rigid uh, um, uh, not so liberating life for women to to the life where women felt more comfortable in clothes and uh, they were more able to express themselves and uh, develop and uh, create uh, new personas and uh, new images uh, maybe she was part of that uh, change or the wave that uh, she was writing the wave of change in the culture um, in the uh, early 1900s okay so her looks uh, were fashionable comfortable and timeless and to this day there still are uh, the Chanel classic look so she opened her first clothing shop in 1910 uh, and she also launched her first perfume in the 1920s the Chanel number no. five which is still uh, very famous and, and uh, uh, 
a top perfume, I would say, uh, up to this day. She's also known for the little black dress and um, her trademark suits, which have the border all around the neckline, uh, the sleeves, at the bottom of the suits. Uh, so uh, also the fact that she created the suit itself, not necessarily the classic signature Chanel, but any type of suit was not existing before Chanel. So she created that. Also, she created the androgynous look, the look that uh, women uh, can create, um, uh, they can wear pants and feel comfortable and that was uh, very controversial at the time because, like I said, women uh, were wearing all the feathers and all the ruffles and all the laces and all the corsets and all the layers and the padding and uh, very uncomfortable uh, structured uh, the hearts uh, they looked like uh, ornaments uh, very orna heavily ornamented uh, and Chanel uh, created uh, a different look so uh, her name was Gabrielle uh, she was born with the name Gabrielle Bonu Chanel and she was one of six children born to uh, a merchant uh, a street merchant uh, a traveling man uh, by the name of albert chanel uh, and her name uh, the mother f the, the name of her mother was uh, jean de vol she had two sisters and three surviving brothers as well as a fourth one who tragically died as an early as a baby in um, in uh, 1891 so so she had a very challenging childhood uh, uh, it was um, uh, very poor uh, the mother was not happily uh, uh, married uh, the father was always missing uh, he was cheating he was not there for the children uh, and they were abundant even before her mother passed away at the age of 32 while uh, Chanel was about 12 years of age uh, and uh, this is where the real tragedy happened before they were poor and abandoned but they still had the mother but after the mother passed away their uh, father decided to take them to an orphanage the girls and uh, the boys to take them to a, a working farm where they um, they were there as uh, they working there as labor laborers to 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 take care of themselves so so her mother was uh, uh, she passed away from tuberculosis which was a fatal lung disease and uh, it was very common in Europe throughout the 18th century um, so that was really traumatic to witness the mother passing away and uh, being abandoned by her father and being uh, stuck in an orphanage for um, abandoned girls and uh, it was and she never saw her father again uh, it was really very very harsh the circumstances uh, where she she was uh, it was a very strict uh, extremely disciplined way of life um, uh, being raised by the nuns and uh, having uh, all this structure uh, in a way it shaped her life uh, but also it has affected her in a, in a bad way uh, she was very rigid and uh, cold and harsh uh, because life made her to be that way 
she was watching the nuns uh, and uh, uh, she was inspired by their uniforms uh, long fluid dresses with a white color so black and white and they had chains around their uh, uniforms or their uh, robes uh, I guess to put keys on or to hold uh, uh, stuff that they were using at the time uh, mostly keys so um, a gold chain so that was uh, something that uh, inspired her later on as a designer this look uh, the comfort the ease the black and white and the chains so that's something that um, inspired her later on when she became a designer she learned how to sew as all the girls at the time uh, especially at the orphanage they needed to have a trade uh, and um, she learned uh, how to sew there eventually after she came out of the orphanage um, she she was working as a seamstress on the side she was a singer Okay, so briefly, she was making money doing that. Uh, she was singing at a cafe. So she was making money there from the tips of the audience. Uh, and she was performing. Those, uh, the name Coco stuck with her at that period of her life because she, um, she was singing a song about Coco. Cocorico, I, I, I think Cocorico, something like that and her name uh, changed to Coco uh, at one point because uh, she was so ashamed of her background and uh, her poor circumstances and all this drama that she lived as a child she was twisting and turning the stories about her life she said, oh, her father gave her that name as a nickname while she was a child also she never um, accepted the fact that uh, the father um, abandoned them at the orphanage she was telling everyone that the father he left to go to america to make money and he was wealthy and so she, she was creating and weaving and designing her life according to her desires and uh, she was not looking at the reality uh, and uh, she was using her own uh, perception uh, to the life and telling the stories as she wanted to um, to appear and uh, she was creating all these uh, fake stories so um, this is when she started uh, at the time she 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 was dating one of her patrons so he was very wealthy and she went into leave Etienne Balsan, that was his name, Etienne Balsan. He was uh, a very wealthy Frenchman and um, he was uh, an heir to a uh, manufacturing uh, company that was creating fabrics and undergarment, especially for undergarment uh, and, and for the war material. So he was a very wealthy man, Etienne, and he also loved horses. So she. Uh, uh, pushed herself into his life. He was uh, a famous playboy and he was um, uh, uh, 
dating, I would say, uh, or being involved with a lot of women from the theater, very beautiful women at the time. He had a lot of girlfriends. He was a party man and he had uh, a lot of uh, wealthy friends. And uh, she, Coco, she pushed herself somehow. She was assertive. Uh, he didn't. He, not, he wanted nothing to do with her, but uh, she realized that he was uh, someone that could help her to elevate herself, uh, push her out of the uh, level that she was, and uh, take it to the next level in society. So, with her determination and uh, clever and uh, her look, she was pretty. Um, she used all of this uh, in a very assertive way, and she entered into his life. Uh, but. Uh, here she was and she had no clothes and not that much uh, to compete with the uh, beautiful uh, women in uh, Etienne's uh, life uh, that were all society uh, women uh, and artists and very famous and uh, affluent. So she decided how, how can she compete with that? So she decided she took some of uh, Etienne's uh, clothing and she model them to her figure she altered them and uh, she was using uh, a lot of uh, menswear to 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 dress uh, because of uh, I would say she needed that and she became a trendsetter okay at that time also she started uh, repurposing hats and uh, she would take hats that uh, they were already existing and make them uh, put uh, ribbons and uh, stuff on it and decorating hats but in a very uh, understated way and she was one of the beginner uh, the beginning uh, people in uh, in this field um, and um, in the millinery world and she created her own look uh, using uh, clever ways and she became uh, an inspiration for a lot of these women who found her uh, attitude and her uh, ease and her uh, determination to be different and stand apart uh, amusing and refreshing. So at that time women uh, they were not wearing pants and it was unheard of. So she was famous for making all these changes. Ironically, she didn't initially do it with other women in mind uh, or to influence. She just did it because she, she had no other choice. Um, so, so when she was riding, especially the horses, because Etienne loved horses. So, eventually, she 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 created the equestrian looks. Uh, that uh, became very famous later on for women. But she regretted having that much of an influence uh, uh, on this particular field because she said um, it's quite sad to see women wearing pants all the time. That was not her intention uh, because uh, she didn't approve of that uh, androgynous look. After all, yes, she liked to have that option, but the popularity uh, took her by surprise. Uh, eventually, uh, about 70% of women were wearing trousers and she was the major influencer of that. So, another thing, and here where I am agreeing with Coco Chanel's uh, style and influence, because uh, it's my style, it's the color black. Uh, so, Chanel, uh, um, she made black fashionable. Uh, before it was a morning color so 
but it was her famous uh, and her, her her famous look black and uh, it was her favorite color um, and she also said that uh, black accentuated the essential and nothing was more elegant than a little black dress which I agree because I love accessories as you all know I'm a jewelry designer and um, I like uh, to have like uh, um, the background, a very simple black dress or black jeans, a black top, whatever, black, and then throw in a, a signature piece of uh, a statement necklace or um, pearls and uh, um, so that's a look and uh, to this day it is uh, the most important influence that Coco Chanel uh, contributed in the fashion world. Okay, so she was a Leo, and uh, uh, her her astrological signs. So Leos are very forward. They like to bring to be at the front and center, and uh, to to be the center of attention and to demand attention and to be looked upon and admired and being proud. So the Leo. Uh, the, the Leos are uh, creative and uh, leaders and confident, so she high energy, so she had all that. She was an achiever, so um, that affected her personality and um, her strength, her strength. So um, she was um, in the scene, uh, having all these uh, complicated and interesting twists and facets of a personality. She was very strong, very determined to succeed. She was very clever. She was pushed by the need to excel because she came from nowhere. So she felt abundant and she felt that she needed to um, excel and to shine uh, and to become a star because this is how she felt more worthy. So all these uh, psychological needs that she need helped her to become and excel and shine like the star she eventually became. So she met a lot of uh, men at the same time. Uh, another man that she met through through the first man at the end, uh, it was uh, Boy Capel or Arthur Capel. He was a British uh, businessman, wealthy as well. So he was another one of her patrons. Uh, she would actually sleep around and uh, not with too many men <laughs> that I know of. So she had a lover, uh, Etienne Balsan, and then his friend, uh, uh, Boy Capel, uh, also became uh, enamored and uh, interested in her because she was so interested herself, interesting as a person and uh, they fell in love. So he decided to help her uh, and saw the potential in her and uh, made her into a star by um, giving her money, investing in her and creating open and up a business and um, the rest is history. Between the two men, uh, uh, they both helped her to open up her first store and to introduce her to society and to to be there because without their help uh, she couldn't have done it. 
but she was so charming and so clever and so um, rich in her talents and uh, it, it was very obvious that this woman needed to be supported and she was lucky enough to have this man or she created her own luck by pushing herself into this world of affluent men and uh, she became eventually uh, through the help uh, she had her own business and she became a businesswoman at another point she was dating after uh, Boy Capel's uh, tragic death in a car accident, uh, she became um, the girlfriend of uh, the Duke of Westminster and um, she almost became a duchess but um, she eventually was rejected uh, I guess because society uh, did not accept uh, marriages uh, at that level uh, with lesser class women uh, like Coco Chanel was considered to be um, and uh, he married someone else and uh, she created uh, the rejection she twisted and turned it into her favor and she said uh, anybody can become uh, a duchess but there is only one Coco Chanel a very famous uh, statement that she made uh, how she said that she decided to not marry him and pursue her career because she did not want to be married um, there is uh, d different stories I think she wanted to be married but she was rejected that was um, that gave her more of a fuel to to go even further up uh, higher focus more on her career and uh, just um, that was her only option uh, to become the star that she was craving to be so here I'm going to stop this segment and I'm going to come back with the next chapter uh, of how she used uh, her um, relationships with men and uh, how she used men to help herself to get out of difficult situations and uh, to um, survive in a world that was uh, full of uh, darkness, war, women's um, not having the equality in a world that women were not strong and um, she had to survive and she had no other choice she has been rejected as a child by her father she has been rejected by the man she lost one of her loves uh, uh, boy Capel but in any case he was not even marrying her she was a mistress to him because he was already married to another woman because she was not acceptable so she was always being rejected and then eventually she was rejected by the Duke of Westminster so she had all this pain but she used the pain to cleverly um, uh, evolve and uplift and become bigger and bigger and bigger so i'll be back with the rest of coco chanel's uh, fascinating story okay darlings i'm back and uh, this is um, another segment it took me a while to get here 
because I'm dealing with February in New York City and it is not the best time uh, for me, the best time of the year. February is cold. This year it was even worse than others uh, with uh, lockdowns, with uh, filthy snow on the streets and uh, just a, a veil of um, cold... Uh, uh, mood and uh, frozen spirits okay my f my spirits were frozen that's not me but it is this time of the year I say I need to get away but this year no in any case um, so far February apart from uh, shopping here and there on my favorite designer resale stores uh, that was the only excitement nothing else mattered fashion mattered for me and it brought me some uh, um bubbles <laughs> for lack of a, for lack of a better word uh, some uh, parentheses here and there of um joy fashion matters to me so i guess uh, because of uh, sentimental reasons i would buy certain things in order to get uh, joy from the past and uh, to get that energy so it has been happening a lot uh, i have to say but nothing else so now we are getting back to the coco chanel uh, story and these are the middle years uh, uh, before we go uh, i just want to give you the dates of her birth because i didn't give it to you um, earlier uh, she was born on august 19th uh, 1883 she was a leo and um the name of uh, the town was uh, Samur, Samur, France. Uh, she died, uh, which uh, I'm going to tell you in her later years, on January 10th, 1971, at the age of 87, in Paris, France. Um, so uh, she's buried. I had to talk about that, but whoever wants to visit she's in Lausanne Switzerland her cemetery her grave and her nationality was French uh, the occupation was a milliner dressmaker and couturier fashion designer and uh, uh, a mega finance finance person and uh, financially very very successful and uh, a mega fashion influencer so she was known for the double C logo, the Chanel suit, the little black dress, the Chanel bag, uh, the Chanel number no. five perfume and uh, the pearls. Um, and of course, uh, the jewelry, the tons of jewelry, but mostly the, the white pearls that she was uh, wearing and made her her signature this way. The name of her label was Chanel. And um, that's it Chanel the rest is history okay so in the middle years uh, in 1913 uh, as I spoke to you before um, she was associated with uh, her lover who was a married British man um, his name was Arthur Capel or boy Capel as he was known in the circles and um, he financed he was her love the love of her life and um, in uh, in Duville uh, France he financed the opening of uh, her store and her business um, 
In the meantime, she was responsible at that time for introducing deluxe casual clothing suitable for leisure and sport. Uh, the fashion that she was uh, designing was uh, constructed from humble fabrics such as jersey and tricot, um, uh, fabrics that were primarily used for men's underwear. The location that she opened her store, her business, was a prime one in the center of town and um, on a very fashionable street. Here, at this location, she lived upstairs and her uh, boyfriend, Arthur Capel, will spend uh, times with her. <laughs> he would visit her often. Uh, uh, they were much in love. So she was selling hats, jackets, sweaters, and the marinier, the, the famous uh, sailor blouse with the stripes going across, which is uh, becoming uh, a French uh, symbol uh, of uh, style um, to this day. It's very French like a neat sweater with stripes going across. So, at the time, Chanel, uh, she had three sisters and two brothers. And uh, while she was at the orphanage, uh, she would uh, get out sometimes. Her father never, never showed up to, to take care of the kids or to visit them. And she was heartbroken. However, she was lucky enough to have some family members. And one of them was Antoinette. Uh, and uh, it was her aunt uh, who was uh, close to her aunt, to her um, age. Um, I'm sorry, it was Adrienne. Antoinette was her sister. Adrienne was her aunt. It was very similar age to Coco Chanel. It was her mother's sister and um, her own sister, Antoinette. Uh, the two ladies that were working with Chanel. Uh, now, um, Adrienne, uh, she was very good with uh, sewing. She was an artist and she was a little designer in her own. Uh, and while Chanel, Coco Chanel, would visit her in the summers or uh, the times that she would she was able to leave the orphanage she would stay with her Antoinette so so she she learned I'm sorry Adrian <laughs> mixing the two Adrian she would visit Adrian and um, she learned how to use uh, in a creative way the needle and uh, decorate and uh, use uh, feathers and ribbons and uh, flowers and all these delicate and elegant things to create uh, fashionable accessories and other things that she was uh, she was uh, doing at the same at that time so chanel uh, was inspired by 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 adrian and now she employed adrian and also her sister antoinette um, and they were modeling for chanel's designs and on a daily basis the two women uh, paraded through the town uh, and on its boardwalks uh, advertising the chanel creation that was in duville so this is the beginning of the chanel branding and uh, exposure so because uh, the experience and the business were doing so well in um, Duvilla, Chanel determined to recreate the success she had there and she opened an establishment in Biarritz in 1915. Um, that was on the Côte Basque, uh, close uh, uh, to wealthy Spanish clients. Um, and it was a playground for the moneyed and uh, those um, exited from, uh, exiled, I'm sorry, from the native countries by war at the time. 
it was a house actually it was not a storefront it was like a private villa opposite the casino um it was very lucrative the business so in 1916 uh, um, chanel was able to reimburse uh, uh, her boyfriend her lover capel uh, arthur capel uh, to the original investment she was very successful so at that time uh, in biarritz chanel met an expatriate aristocrat the good the i'm sorry the grand duke dimitri pavlovich of russia he was uh, related to the czars of the russia the romanovs um, and they had a romantic interlude she always had romantic interludes with a very prominent powerful aristocratic and otherwise men and he was one of them um, and he he was also after the relationship ended he was also a very good friend to her for many many years so now she was a couturier an official couturier and uh, established her Maison de Couture at 31 uh, Rue Cambon in Paris. Uh, there was a little story uh, how the Grand Duke uh, Dimitri Pavlovich, um, he uh, gifted uh, Coco a, a, a necklace of a string of uh, uh, Romanov uh, pearls uh, that they were very, very valuable at the time uh, that belonged to the Romanov family, obviously. And, we all know what happened to them at the end. Um, so he gifted her that, but Coco, being a little bit of a rebel and a little bit uh, herself, uh, took it and uh, she layered fake pearls, tons of fa fake pearls. Those she created her famous uh, Chanel uh, pearls uh, look that she was so famous and a lot of women tried to copy her um, and she was uh, annoying a little bit because she did not respect the value and the history of the, the Romanov uh, pearls but she didn't care she did it anyway because she was a designer and that's what she felt like doing so that's the story he inspired her to to do the pearls and uh, um, to create and wear them the way she did and uh, the rest is uh, pearl history as we know so, so in 1918, Chanel purchased the building at 31 Rue, Cam uh, Rue Cambon, um, and uh, that was one of the most fashionable districts of Paris. It still is. In 1921, she opened an early incarnation of a fashion boutique, 1921, featuring clothing, hats, and accessories, um, and later on expanded to offer um, jewelry and fragrances. So this is when the first uh, boutique started, uh, the official uh, French fashion started, started, it was introduced and then it became what it became. She was one of the beginning uh, persons, earlier persons that, uh, she had um, competitors of course, but uh, that group at the time, they were the originators. So. Um, in uh, 1927, by that year, Chanel owned five properties on the Rue Cambon, building numbers 23 to 31. So she was a very wealthy woman. Um, she was at that time uh, also supporting the ballet, the arts. She was spending a lot of money in supporting uh, these arts. And also she was uh, designing costumes for the ballet. Um, by that time, her uh, boyfriend, uh, 
was killed in a car accident, Arthur Capel, and he was um, the person who was uh, helping her with the business uh, part. Uh, he was the business head. At that time, uh, women could not be business owners. They needed the assistance um, of a man. They could not even open a bank account. So never mind running a business and uh, competing with the rest of the people. It was a little bit of a very, very difficult <laughs> situation. So Chanel, Coco, um, she allowed Arthur, uh, or boy, Capel, to, to, to run her business and she trusted him uh, uh, immensely because uh, after all they were lovers as well and they were very good friends and it was not a, an issue. But then when he was killed she had to do it on her own and it was difficult for her as a woman. So in 1922 um, she was looking for uh, business partners. The founder of uh, Galerie Lafayette, uh, his name uh, is uh, Theophile Bader, introduced uh, Chanel to businessmen uh, by the name of uh, Pierre uh, Wathermere. He was at that time, uh, Theophile Bader, was interested in, sh in selling uh, Chanel number no. 5 in his uh, Galerie Lafayette store. So at that time, Chanel desperate to make a, a deal and to have uh, backers and uh, uh, business people uh, to manage and to, to help her with the business uh, part of uh, her empire, she um, created uh, an agreement uh, with uh, Pierre Weathermeyer and his brother as well. Uh, they were Pierre and Paul. Um, and they, at that time, uh, they were uh, the directors uh, by 19, um, uh, they started around 1917. So we're talking about uh, 1922 now, okay? So 1917, they started a cosmetic company um, named uh, Bourgeois. So they um, got together with Chanel and they created a corporate entity, Parfum Chanel, and uh, they agreed to provide financing for the production and marketing and distribution of Chanel Number no. Five, the perfume, um, and they will uh, receive uh, seventy percent of the profits. And. Uh, 20% will go to Theophil Bader. So get what Chanel got, 10% for this. It was not a good deal. So she licensed her, her name to these people. Uh, Perfume Chanel. And she allowed them to take care of the business. She was very unhappy, however. And for years, it took her 20 years to get out of this bad uh, contract that she made, ba ma bad deal. She said that uh, Pierre Weathermere was the bandit who screwed me. In the meantime, I think she had an affair with one of the two brothers. Anyway, she always had affairs. So, a little piece of gossip here. Uh, she was out and about and uh, she had a nice life and uh, 
she met a lot of people and uh, she had a lot of associations one of the associations that she has one of her many associations was uh, Misha Sert uh, a member of the Bohemian elite in Paris and the wife of Spanish painter Jose Maria Sert uh, it was said that um, they they had an immediate bond uh, the two women uh, uh, they were ki- kindred souls and uh, Misha was attracted to Chanel but the genius and the lethal wit and the sarcasm and the manical destructiveness um, which intrigued and appalled everyone so she herself um, described Chanel with these descriptions okay interesting Both women had a similar backgrounds. They were a convent schooled and maintained a friendship and shared interest and confident interests and confidences. They also shared drug use. Drug use. By 1935, Chanel had become a habitual drug user, injecting herself with morphine on a daily basis. That was a habit she maintained until the end of her life. Uh, yes. They say Coco, the name Coco, derived because she threw the most fabulous cocaine parties, parties in Paris. Okay? Some people are saying this is where the name Coco derived but uh, also some people are saying Coco was uh, also a name of a kept woman she was a candy <laughs> um, some people are saying uh, it was the name of the song that she was singing before she became famous in the night uh, cafe where she was performing and she was also saying that's the name her father gave her which was a lie the father did not uh, acknowledge her he was never around he was a horrible father and he ruined her for life so that was um, that was um, uh, the middle the middle years of Chanel so I'm going to end here and I'm going to go on with another segment um, uh, which um, Uh, I will tell you about the war in Paris, her relationship with uh, um, uh, the Duke of Westminster and um, her aristocratic uh, associations and uh, her other associations that she was um, uh, blamed to have been uh, involved with some uh, not so good things and uh, that tarnished her name and uh, that uh, made her uh, depart force her to depart uh, Paris and spend a few years in Switzerland so on the following segment that's going to be uh, the later years and the very very end I will tell you how she ended her life and um, how she used morphine uh, to do that okay so so far so good I'll be right back with uh, the next segment. Mm-hmm. 
So darlings, pardonnez-moi, I have decided to make this a two-episode Chanel uh, story because there is so much information. So the next episode, uh, I will tell you everything about Coco Chanel plus plus her major contributions, information about all the trends that she created and all the shifts and all the major major things that she gave us and we are so happy to have them as major fashionistas that we are so coming up next and a bientôt